Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast where I help you be your best from the inside out. So today's episode is going to be on dealing with difficult people and whether it's in business, with family, friends, romantic relationships, we're made to live life in interaction with people, you know, to get anything done, you've got to pick up the phone, send a text, send an email, perhaps if absolutely necessary in this you know, current climate that we're in, socially distancing, uh, when meeting up with them. So whatever it may be, um, you're going to have to interact with people if you want to sort of get pretty much a lot of things done. And so there are safe people and unsafe people. And um, one of the things that I really found useful, particularly when looking into this and just with my own personal growth journey, is Dr. Henry Clouds and John Townsend book, which is called, I think it's called Safe People. So definitely check it out. I think it's available on um, Amazon or wherever you buy books. And so what that helped uh, me in particular was identify the types of people that there are, the corresponding behaviors, um, and then the tools to be able to deal with them. And the thing is, no one's really born knowing how to deal with difficult people. You might be either born into difficult situations. And so as a child, your ability to navigate the situations is minimal because you're not fully uh, and psychologically and emotionally developed. And so you can carry on those patterns into adulthood without really examining them and really seeing how you can now effectively with your own autonomy um, and uh, your own awareness deal with people who are more difficult effectively and so this is a skill so if anyone's thinking you know I'm you know keep encountering the same type of person but in a different with a different face or um, you know you may encounter difficult work situations we live in quite a heightened time at the moment Um, And so uh, in a world right now that really prides kind of just a sense of meanness and a sense of selfishness and a sense of, you know, not caring and apathy being something to be glorified and that it's actually not. So in order to be able to live life effectively uh, and not be derailed by difficult people, we just need to learn the skills to be able to deal with them. And, you know, people can either propel or distract you from your destiny. So it's really vital that you are discerning about the type of people that you're around, who you allow yourself to be around and exactly how that affects your life. And so the first thing I would say is following on from our last episode on self-awareness is to love yourself. Because when you're dealing with others, you really actually have to deal with yourself first and foremost and learn how to lead yourself um, and identify, you know, what your relationship with you is like. You know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your limiting beliefs? What are the areas that you need to heal, uh, particularly relationally, um, because that's going to affect how you perceive yourself within an interaction and how you perceive the other person. It affects how you relate to others. And so sometimes we can be the difficult person, uh, depending on our our level of self-awareness, depending on whether we are reacting to something out of an emotional trigger or past or um, a defense mechanism. And so you really have to be aware of 
um, what your buttons are so that number one, others can't push them. And number two, so that they don't push you in your interactions with other people. But also sometimes identify and go, hey, sometimes I can be a difficult person to deal with. And having that level of um, grace for yourself um, and compassion uh, and also to identify uh, the areas where you need to grow in self-awareness. So check out the previous episode that I did on that. But being able to love yourself and means having a healthy relationship with yourself so that you have a robust identity um, so that you won't be bulldozed by people who are dominant in their personality. Some people just learn that being dominant is the only way they can get things done. And dominance um, isn't necessarily a negative thing. It only becomes negative when it's used to dominate other people. So that's not, we, no one was created to be dominant over anybody else. Um, Unfortunately, the world is the way it is and human beings relate to each other the way they do. And so in order to be able to navigate life effectively, you got to have a robust sense of who you are, your values, your principles, um, be able to show yourself a level of respect and um, kindness that you will then naturally expect from your interactions with others. You know, it also helps you bounce back if you do deal with difficult people and having a good and loving relationship with yourself helps you to also navigate a toxic environment rather than be defined by it so it helps you really understand that others behaviors are not your own so um, that means having a boundary between how you define yourself and how you allow your environment to affect you and speaking of boundaries my second point in dealing with uh, difficult people is to set and maintain boundaries um, I believe this is this is one of the most sort of important steps um, because it stops users manipulators um, abusers uh, and I'm talking about psychologically and emotionally because that's usually the most prevalent uh, as well as obviously physical um, and it stops people when you are consistent with your boundaries. So not just saying, hey, stop that, or um, I don't appreciate that, or this, you know, if that happens again, I'll be doing this. That's not just it. It's being consistent and maintaining that because it teaches other people how to treat you. Boundaries are crucial because they're needed with everybody, not just difficult people. It, they're needed with even the people in your life that you generally have healthy relationships with um, because we're all flawed human beings. So we need to keep that level of love and respect to a certain standard with one another. And so boundaries help you to create safe relationships uh, that value togetherness, but respect autonomy. I'll say that again, Bound boundaries help create safe relationships that value togetherness but respect autonomy so in any interaction whether it's in your work life whether it's in uh, a business deal whether it's in your family or your friendships being involved with another, another person in any capacity does not take away from your autonomy your individuality but also your ability to think for yourself and do things for yourself whether consciously or subconsciously. So that's why boundaries are really necessary because 
um, you need that level of um, self-efficacy to feel confident and capable in any area of your life. And so healthy people don't seek to control, you know, anyone. They really don't. Um, and so if someone is doing so, then boundaries help you to identify somebody who's controlling. And usually people who try to control others is because they may feel a sense of a lack of control within themselves. And so boundaries repel difficult people who often will accuse you, uh, as I've experienced, of being difficult or uncaring or unloving because it's a way to manipulate you and guilt trip you into um, just letting go of your own boundaries and letting go of the the necessary walls that you've put in that. And so if somebody tries to talk you out of your boundaries, then that's a clear sign not to question it, but to reinforce it. And it's a clear sign that it was necessary and it still is necessary. Healthy people don't see your boundaries as you rejecting them as a person when you communicate them uh, in a healthy uh, manner. They see that as, oh, okay, great. It won't be a big deal. And so again, um, when you identify your physical, material, emotional, mental, and verbal boundaries, um, it's, it's vital that you do that before you even interact with people. So what I mean by physical, it's obvious your personal space. Um, if you are, even in a marriage, you know, your own personal physical space and being able to say no and not feel that you're going to be punished uh, for that. And, um, you know, whether you allow people to hug you, people who you don't know, people who you do know, things like that. So the ability to have autonomy within your personal space, material, which means your possessions. So if you lend someone something, you know, getting it back, um, being able to say, hey, I, I need it back for next week or I need it back for tomorrow, being able to have clear uh, material boundaries. Um, emotional boundaries, which is saying, hey, I don't have the bandwidth to discuss that at the moment, if it's a particularly heavy subject, um, you know, being able to say, I don't like the way that you spoke to me, this made me feel like this, etc, etc. And um, I'd appreciate it that, you know, it needs to stop. So things like that, that's emotional boundaries, because it's affecting your emotions, and it's affecting um, your, I wouldn't say mood, because that's going one step further. But it's identifying how something has had a negative emotional effect and communicating that. Mental boundaries are not just the ones that you have with other people, but also with yourself. So what you take in. So at the moment, I feel like the news is quite heavy um, and there's a lot of things happening. So being able to switch off when is necessary, but with other people, also being able to say, um, I don't have the capacity for that right now. That's a great way to do that, um, especially within the workplace when things are quite up in the air at the moment and you need to be able to have a good grip on your own mental boundaries and really look after your mental wellness um, and understand that that is the number one thing that will be able to get you through every single season of life so having those robust mental boundaries uh, with other people in terms of how often you may be available um, how long you may be available um, whether you're willing to take on more um, and things like that so don't be afraid to say no as necessary and verbal boundaries as well so again that those ones are pretty clear how somebody communicates with you whether it's respectful or not whether it's passive aggressive language that's used towards you just being able to communicate and identify that and then communicate clearly 
and then choose how you will enforce the boundary. So you can walk away from a conversation that's disrespectful. You can say, I don't appreciate being spoken to like that. Um, you can say, I didn't receive something that I lent you back. And so I won't be lending you anything in future. Um, or you can say, this is how this comes across. You may not be aware of it, but when you, um, you know, comment about, I don't know, my clothing or something like that then it, it's not received in a positive way um, and so I would appreciate if you stop so there's a way that you can communicate that boundary um, and tell the other person and once you do that that's your responsibility no we're not all mind readers and yes it's pretty obvious when people are doing things to push our buttons but as an adult you are responsible for you and so you are responsible for your own emotional and mental regulation and that means being able to communicate clearly your boundaries um, but the one thing I would say when communicating your boundaries is don't explain yourself because that usually opens the door for particularly toxic people to try and talk you out of it or to um, distract you or to put the onus back on you. And it creates um, an impression that you're not confident in your boundaries. So be gentle but firm in stating how you expect to be treated and why that's wrong and if the other person uh, plays dumb so they don't they act like they don't understand what's going on they're not really sure or um they act as if it's your fault then again be like a broken record keep repeating your boundary and that should eventually uh, get the message through remember people will test you if they think that they can but it's up to you to hold those boundaries and so boundaries are really important not just for teaching people how to treat you but it's important for you yourself and again your relationship with yourself in building self-respect it minimizes distractions so it ensures that people who are distracting just don't get the uh, attention that they may be craving and then it allows the right people to come into your life so usually we are sometimes apprehensive of setting boundaries because we're you know, we may be underlying, maybe not consciously aware, but we may fear losing that particular interaction, connection, you know, access to that social group. It may be a work thing. So you're thinking, I don't want to rob anyone the wrong way. But actually, it, it actually leaves room for the right people to enter your life, no matter the capacity. And so if you stay calm, um, make your mind up about the action that you're going to take beforehand, rather than trying to work out your boundaries in the middle of the situation, that then you're going to be best prepared. And crucially, as I mentioned before, you know, it preserves your mental energy. You know, you want to be able to um, take responsibility for your life. And that brings a certain amount of freedom. Um, but that also means that you're accountable for how you respond and how you deal with people and situations. And so uh, practicing things as I always say, it's always about progress, not perfection. So keep practicing, using your voice, nipping things in the bud and being able to um, just be vocal in a calm manner about the standards with which you expect to be treated. But that goes back to point one. If you love yourself and you treat yourself well, then you won't have a problem releasing people who don't treat you well. Number three. I would say develop discernment and now discernment has kind of been misused you know it's used to you know it can be misused by difficult people and toxic people who tend to want to denigrate 
someone that they can't control. But discernment is actually important. And so I would say be slow to trust, but quick to reassign people's position in your life. Um, so be slow to trust and quick to reassign people's position in your life. And so length of time of knowing somebody or what they've done for you in the past is not a guarantee that they'll continue to be um, a positive addition to your life. And so I don't say that to be negative. It's just that um, we have to learn how discernment is not about how you feel emotionally. It's about what the reality of the situation is and being able to act accordingly. And so it's really important that we show love and respect to all. And so sometimes people will say, oh, you have to earn my respect or you have to earn you know, by love. I don't think that that's necessarily things that have to be earned because if you give yourself love and respect, you will give it to other people um, because of that's who you are, that's your character. And it just shows that you value them as a human being, just the basic level of respect that's required. And that's necessary to show that you place value on other people. Why? Because when you place value on yourself, it won't be hard to do that for other people. But however, trust is something different. And so that has to be, that's what's to be earned. And so, um, so it's important that you only let in a few. And I use an analogy here, which is like an inner court, outer court, and holy grail. So when you're outer court, that tends to be associates, um, colleagues, it can be people that you've known previously, but um, maybe previous colleagues or previous people, like associates that you've known in different situations, maybe school friends, whatever it may be. So people who are on the periphery of your life, who you're going to have, you know, lighthearted and good conversations with. Um, and then you have your inner court, which are people who are more closely um, sort of embedded in your life. Uh, these can be people that you see on a daily basis, uh, maybe not now in the pandemic, but people that you see regularly or talk to regularly, uh, at least electronically. Um, people who, you know, they've earned a level of trust with you and they are people that you can be able to uh, be a positive addition to their life and they can be a positive addition to your life. And then your holy grail are your, you know, people who you would trust, people who you would call when you're in a crisis, people who you would share really personal things with, people who you would uh, be the first people who you allow into, um, you know, big life decisions, whether they're happy decisions, you know, good news, because you trust them to be happy for you rather than jealous, and people that you trust to be there uh, and people that, you know, really champion you and your growth. And so those are going to be very, very few. And so not everyone belongs in every category and certainly not in the holy grail. And so when you have that level of uh, discernment about how people can fit into your life, because again, this is also practical because you only have so much emotional and mental energy to give to other people uh, in your life. So it's not just about, it's not about thinking that you're better than anybody else or, um, you know, just cutting people off. No, this is about a healthy way to evaluate where people belong in your, li in your life based on um, the capacity that you have, maybe the season that you're in, but also their actions and the energy that they bring to your life. So sometimes people who seek to sort of find some, uh, you know, 
to get to know you for nefarious reasons or negative reasons usually sometimes and not all the time can pose as friends but they can only keep up that facade for so long this is why uh, observation is key to discernment so observe you know respond and don't react ask questions and examine how your body and your spirit feels when in their presence and after you leave their presence usually that's a way of being able to tell um, whether you are in a presence of a healthy uh, relationship and interaction or something unhealthy so just generally check in with yourself um, and that's something that we usually kind of dismiss or distrust but again it goes back to my first point of loving yourself and developing a healthy relationship with yourself because you won't second guess your gut instinct when you are just grounded in who you are and able to release people as necessary so there's no need to tell your thoughts straight away as well um, because you want to also ensure uh, that you are interpreting things properly that you're not doing it from a lens of you know hurt from any past experiences bitterness or also just from um you know just maybe you're having a bad day <laughs> so you want to make sure that discernment not only applies to other people but to yourself and practicing that with yourself and really observing uh, not only others but yourself and your responses and your interpretation and so this develops self-control and maturity because there will always be someone who will try you there will always be someone who will want to test you at every level that you get to in life and so you have to be extremely discerning about what you give your energy to. And it also helps you uh, discern keep a level of integrity and character so that you're not pulled down to their level of behavior, so that you're not pulled down or even discouraged or caused to shrink back because of the, um, the impact that this uh, difficult person or group of people um, is having. So it's really important to maintain your character maintain your integrity uh, maintain how you speak about yourself and others um, in any situation particularly ones where you know you're kind of being tested and put in the fire there is uh, you know a temptation to sort of um, think well I'll do the the same you know I'll be as harsh or I'll be as no the sun will tell you know that in the long term you will be successful in being happy with yourself but also practically successful when you maintain your integrity and your character and you just take time to maturely uh, confront the, the situation and so that leads me on to my last point about dealing with difficult people which is confront clarify and escalate confront clarify and escalate so you want to get their perspective of the situation as well so that you have a 360 view of everything that's happening and also so you can eliminate any possible misunderstandings you know sometimes we'll interpret someone as difficult when really they're just having a bad day or they're having a bad you know month or you know or maybe somebody else they encountered they had a really negative interaction and so they may be off with you not because of you uh, or because they have a you know negative sort of um relationship with you but because they just are coming back off of the back of a negative interaction and so use discernment as I said to determine whether they're also being truthful as well because as I said earlier sometimes people can play dumb 
um, you know, play as if they don't really understand what they're doing and what's going on. Um, but again, your discernment and your ability to really examine and actively listening. So practice active listening, not just listening to the words, but the tone and the meaning behind it and the body language. Then you can be able to discern the truthfulness of their uh, perspective and confrontation. And, you know, sometimes confrontations get gets a negative you know, uh, reputation, but I actually don't think it's negative. Um, and this is something that's taken me a long time because as you know, human beings, we really don't want to spend our time confronting absolutely everything. So it's vital to pick your battles. However, uh, with a difficult person, it's important to understand that you need to put them on notice and you also want to resolve the situation so you can nip it in the bud. That is the purpose of confrontation, particularly with a, ne- uh, a difficult person. And so, for example, if you're at work where um, behavior continues uh, after you've confronted that, after you've said, this is how the situation is, this is how it's coming across, give me your perspective. If this behavior continues, Um, And it's usually covert because adults become very adept at, you know, being covertly um, difficult or um, negative towards others uh, whilst preserving themselves. Then it's important that you escalate to uh, senior individuals, two or more, so that there's no one person who only has that record. Um, And also for accountability sake and stick to your boundaries, you know communicating to your superiors also shows them that you're serious about how you expect to be treated within the workplace don't be afraid to do so again especially when you've maintained your character and integrity and when you've um, gone to the person in the first instance to try and resolve the situation same with family you know and friends try to resolve it and you know bring in um, anybody else who's trusted as necessary to be able to resolve that situation because there's only so much you can do uh, and sometimes you may need other people to have a neutral uh, perspective um, but also one that is supportive in terms of confront clarify and escalate you know don't trust words and even acts especially those done in front of other people always trust Uh, patterns and that's why it's important to confront things particularly early on because it teaches people how to treat you um, from the start of the relationship rather than playing catch up later and trying to say well I want to be treated like this now or this is what I expect now and so to conclude in terms of dealing with difficult people we'll all get difficult people from all walks of life in all scenarios in all settings but being able to have the tools to deal with them is really really important particularly in this time when so much is changing, so much is uncertain, so much is in flux. And so that can really affect how people behave. But you don't have to let that affect, you don't have to let that affect you and how you see yourself, but also how you deal with them. And so as we go into uh, Christmas as well, you know, we're going into more lockdowns around the globe, you know, changing work scenarios, you know, we, again, we're going to have to deal with people. And in order to do it maturely, Um, and with confidence and firmly you have to know that there's a level of respect that we all deserve and that's non-negotiable and you have to be okay with releasing those people who um, 
aren't willing to meet that standard because as I said it opens the door for those people who will but more importantly it gets you building those relational muscles that are so pivotal both in your professional and your personal life. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this helped you um, just learn a few uh, tools and and a few points to keep in mind when dealing with anybody, but especially those who are difficult, sometimes toxic, and even in an environment that may not be healthy, which is so vital at this time. Share with anyone who you think needs this encouragement. Um, share on your socials as well to get this message out to people so that they know uh, how to live an above average life. Again, thanks so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.